You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hey, what's up? Before you listen, I have a quick request from you. While you're over here listening, go ahead on down, give us a rating and a review, especially if you're on Apple Music. Let us know how much you appreciate what we bring, the conversation, the dialogue. Tell us how it supports you. Give us that good five star. We appreciate you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. So I, I just noticed that I say so pretty much in the beginning of all the episodes. You're already used to it. It's okay. You love me anyway. So I, um, I've been thinking about this concept of being a leader. Now, I want to be honest. I don't really think about myself as a leadership coach, but I also am fully aware that a number of the concepts that I work with and I support people with absolutely require leadership. It really requires you to get clear on what that means to you, uh, how that plays out, how you can embody that in a way that is in alignment with your values and how you can implore your team and those that are taking in your content, those that you support, your students, anyone that you influence to step into their own level of leadership as well. So I think sometimes leadership is a little bit less of like, you know, this is what I do and more of this is a way of being. This is, you know, very similar to DEI. These are threads that show up in all ways because it's not something that you can turn on or off. It really is, you know, this is how I just exist. So I thought that it would probably be helpful to give a few points to consider for us to maybe step into a fuller level of leadership. Uh, Some things that we can consider as to whether or not those that are a part of our team are leading in a way that really does feel aligned, again, not only with our values, but our goals and 
if it's really fostering the best of them and is it utilizing the talents that you have access to. And I think that a big chunk of this comes from conversation because there's no way to work on leadership if there's no conversation. There's no way to talk through challenges, to celebrate where you're winning or to be able to discuss where things can be done differently for optimal results. If communication and conversation are not fully present. So I want you to, first of all, just keep in mind that all of these points are going to require open, honest, and transparent and clear communication and dialogue. Um, And these are not things that I think everyone is going to inherently be good at. And I think that you should always hold yourself to a standard of knowing that there's room for growth. Even if you are great at it, there's always room to be better. There's always room to evolve, especially because the context of how good you are at something is absolutely congruent with the individual with whom you're good at it with. Because I can have someone that, you know, our dialogue is great. We have conversations. We talk through things. There's clarity. There's understanding. And then somebody else, I can do the same exact thing. And they're like, I I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I got nothing. (laughs) So I think it is very important to remember that what fits one will not fit all. And it definitely won't fit every situation. So take these as frameworks versus full-blown A to Z follow this exactly as it is. So first thing I want to kind of bring up is I think it's important that when we have teams that we are communicating new initiatives to our teams. Very often we will uh, have these ideas, sometimes grandiose ideas of what we want to do and how we want to do it differently and the impact we want to make. And we start doing these things. We start working with service providers. We start auditing the things that we're doing. We start deleting old practices that don't work and getting them out of our workflows. But we're not communicating this with our teams. So we're not giving them an opportunity to not only be on board, but to know that they're a part of this. And they have an opportunity to give you some feedback because one of the things that I see happen way too often is a leader will think this is what I need to do, but forget that the people that are actually implementing these things and that are running up against any of the challenges that may come with them on a day-to-day basis because they're the ones actually playing these things out, you haven't gotten the feedback from them. And so it's important to make sure that these things are communicated so that the lines of communication about what does and does not work and why is there, but so that everybody has an opportunity to be a part of the goal, not just, hey, this is what I did. That makes people feel like you didn't care about their input. So I think it's very important to communicate new initiatives, new steps you want to take, changes that you want to make with your team and your support before you put everything in place. Next, this is actually related to the first one, but I think it's important to communicate with your team, again, what service providers you're working with and why. 
because if you bring on a copywriter, um, if you bring on a DEI coaching consultant like myself, if you were to bring on somebody that is going to help you with your brand strategy, your um, visibility strategy, the way that India does through Flaunt Your Fire, your team needs to know these things because you're over here working with someone doing all these things. They're not aware of what's happening why it's happening, nor is there ever any opportunity to make sure that these service providers that you're working with are actually aligned because they're aligned with everyone. Because again, if you bring on someone that possibly is not LGBTQIA plus friendly and you have a team member that's like, wait, that person actually doesn't support me. Why would you work with this person? You need to know these kinds of things. And again, your team needs to know if you bring someone on that is fully aligned and they need to know like, hey, we're living these values out loud. So this is the direction that we're going in so that they also know that they can step into more of that. Or if you have yet to fully communicate your values with your team, this is that opportunity to really have that honest, clear dialogue about this is what our brand supports. This is what we honor. These are the threads of who and how we are, the impacts that we want to make. So it's really important that if you are partnering with any type of service providers, that your team knows who they are and why. And it keeps from having incongruencies because, you know, one part of your business isn't talking to the other. We want alignment and that requires transparency. So the third thing that comes up for me is within our businesses, and honestly, we have these within our lives as well. We have evaluation tools. I think about evaluation tools as where do I want to spend my money? Where do I want to eat dinner? Where do I want to buy my groceries? Where do I want to buy clothes for my kids? Where do I not want to spend my money? You know, what are the things that matter to me? These all go back to our values. And so you want to make sure that the evaluation tools that you as the leader are using are the same as your teams. This goes back again to making sure that the values that you are acting through are the same set of values that your team is acting through. Again, this requires that conversation of what are they and what are the expectations as a brand of how you operate. If you are operating from a different paradigm from everyone else in your business, it is confusing, it is disjointed, it will create confusion and chaos. You want to make sure that everybody is evaluating through a similar lens. And the reason I say it's not the, like the same lens is because we're not carbon copies of each other. We're not Stepford people. So we're all going to have these unique pieces that are based on our own unique experiences and what colors our lens as a, a human and individual. But you do want to be coming from pretty much the same type of like direction, if not the same place. You want to come from a similar place. So fourth one is... Again, dialogue comes up here. I think it's important to ask your team periodically if you are collectively living your values out loud. 
I think it can be helpful to get that feedback from them if they feel as though the way that the team is operating and the choices that they're making are aligned with the values. If they feel as though they are given the space to do so, or if they feel as though some things need to change in order to really honor that, as well as to give you feedback as the leader, are you living out your values out loud? How well are you doing this? How can you shift here? Are there any places that things can be done differently? Differently is not about, oh, this is good or this is bad. It's just seeing where there's space for evolution. But without any type of feedback, none of that's possible. So it is really important to have that conversation with the team for them to let you know whether or not they are able to live those values out loud and whether or not they are witnessing you living those values out loud. And then what do you do next? If it's not exactly where you want or where to celebrate if it is. Hell, if it's great, you like it, I love it. It's great, let's do that. Celebrate that. I think it's important to celebrate wins. So often we say, yeah, 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 that's great. And we keep going. Take a pause, celebrate when you have excelled when you have succeeded, when you have created impact that is bountiful and beneficial. Last but not least, this is one that I know is going to be a little uncomfortable. So I know that this one might be a bit of a challenge, but hey, I'm here to challenge you not to let you be comfortable. I think it's important to communicate financial challenges. If you're in a position where you have hit a slow season or you know that This is historically when things get a little slower. I think it is important to communicate, hey, this is the month where, you know, a lot of people go on vacation. A lot of the team goes on vacation. We like to kind of step back and kind of, you know, give a little bit more space to, you know, be more present in your personal life. Um, A recession is whatever the thing is, like whatever that is. I think it is important to be able to be like, hey, we're not going to have any, um, you know, large spending this month, because I think it can feel misaligned to all of a sudden feel like, wait, so now you're saying the bottom dropped out and now we're not spending any money or you're letting half of the team go. We just kind of didn't see any of this coming. That doesn't mean that you have to share every piece of what's happening, but I think it can put you in a position for your team to feel as though there's more comfort because they know that there's a certain amount of security that things are not going to go from one extreme to the next because you are allowing them to be abreast of what's happening. This is often the type of communication that you're having like with your leadership team. You may not be having this with every person that's on your team, but I think it's worthwhile for you to kind of consider what do you want that transparency to look like, not just for the current structure of your brand, but where you're going? Because if we've not seen anything else, we've noticed that through the pandemic, a lot of businesses did not flourish because there wasn't any transparency and because things just went from like, yeah, we're great to like, oop, nope, we're closing our doors and nobody knew. Or, hey, we're all just gonna go back to work, but we're not gonna communicate as to whether or not this is best for the team 
what's actually happening and how this does impact the financial piece. So I think that it is worthwhile to consider what does transparency look and feel like within your brand, with your team, even if that's just leadership team, when it comes to the financial piece of things. And so everything that I gave you is about conversation. And that's the main thing that I want you to understand. And the things that I'm giving you, these are just a few things. By no means is this an exhaustive list. And by no means are these the things that I am saying you have to prioritize. These are things to consider. Because at the end of the day, it puts you in a position to think, hmm, how am I communicating with my team? What are my expectations of them with communicating with me? How easily am I letting them know that like I'm open to communicate with them? Am I closed off? Like what is, what is that reflection when it comes to my company culture with dialogue? So I think it's an opportunity to really consider and possibly reconsider if necessary, what value does communication and dialogue have in your team? So just some things to consider. And I think that it can also prompt you to consider in your life whether or not you are valuing dialogue. So often in our lives, we don't think about whether or not we are having the types of impactful conversations that we need to have. And not only having them just to say we had them, but what happens next with them? Are we talking about them with other people so that we're hearing different perspectives? Are we having actionable steps that come from it? Like, hey, we talked about this and I really want to do something about that. So I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. Like, are we actually doing something with it? Or are we simply just, yeah, I listened to that or I had that conversation, whatever. Let's just keep going. So I think it's important to really consider where can I have conversation that opens me up to reconsider my normal and then to take that information and make it actionable and go forth. If this is something that you aren't quite as comfortable as you would like to be, or you feel like, you know what? I want to just simply do more of it. I have something for you. <laughs> so Pause on the Play has been around now. Wow, it's kind of hard to believe. Almost a year and a half. And we are just about to do our first live virtual event coming up on Thursday, August 2nd through Saturday, August 14th. It is called Dropping the Veil. It's a three-day virtual event all about being more of yourself. We have panels, we have um, kind of keynote speakers. I kind of don't like the word keynotes, but you get, you get where I'm going. We'll have sessions and after those sessions, you'll be able to actually have that conversation with others. That opportunity to reconsider your normal, figure out for yourself, what do I want to do with this? I'm not going to just take in this information. I want to do something with it and be able to go forth. You are going to have diverse individuals 
that have chosen to be more of who they are out loud in order to demonstrate what's possible. You'll be able to hear their stories and then be able to figure out how you can take what you've learned, talk about it with those other people that are there with you in the event, and then again, go forth in the world. And none of these things are possible without you. So I would love to have you there. If you want more event, go on over to pauseontheplay.com forward slash events. Take a look at Dropping the Veil. You can join us. You know, I love having you there. Why not? Of course. So I'm glad that you took the time to really just consider some ways that we can have different types of dialogue, how we can lead with more intention and how we can create the impact that we're all here to see. So as always, you know, I love being here, creating the bridge for you to walk over and becoming more of the change that you know you can be. So till the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?